Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. In this episode, I'm joined by the amazing Judy May Murphy. I was thinking about this, Judy May, on the way to the office this morning. How long have we known each other? I think too long is the standard answer, isn't it? <laughs> when, when you were 17 years old, we were hanging out on a boat in the middle of the Bahamas. I know that. Yeah. So that's, and, and I think that might have been, that might have been the first time we really met. Um, so yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's 22 years ago. So that's how <laughs> long. Notice we... I gave your age and not mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're just going to say, 22 years we've known each other so you've been and by the way for some context we were hanging out on a boat in the Bahamas very cool to be doing that at 17 years of age with incredible people like the amazing Judy May Murphy of course um we were at a Tony Robbins seminar I believe it was Date with Destiny am I right yes it was I think um so look you know you and I have been studying personal development a long time so what would you say has been the most valuable lesson you've learned in your 20 plus years of studying personal development and of course teaching training coaching personal development as well it's that the progress isn't linear that you hear something and you're like oh yeah that makes sense i need to do that and you go and you apply it and it doesn't work the way you were expecting it to the way that it sounded in your head, the way that it looked when you visualized it, it very rarely shows up in that perfect form first up. So learning how to be disappointed without feeling degraded or without feeling like you've got to, you've got to stop. That was the biggest thing, that it's not, going to, it's not going to be immediate. It's not going to be as shiny as it was in your head. And that doesn't mean that it's not working because there's times where I've had to spend years going back and say doing healing work and letting go of all these great like financial strategies because I couldn't work them. It was like trying to run on two broken legs. It's like if you're not if you're not strong enough emotionally, if you're not strong enough to stay in the game and feel good while you're doing it, no strategy is going to work. So I'd say it was it was that and and not telling myself a story that somehow it wasn't working while I was doing those other layers of work. Yeah, and I think a big weakness, um, and if I'm being really blunt, something that pisses me off about the industry as a whole is that I think the way a lot of the influencers, superstars show up is they give the impression that progress is linear and it isn't. They, they give the impression that um, you attend this seminar and you implement the strategy and bam, like all your dreams come true immediately. And after 20 plus years, um, we can tell you that's not the case. Um, what, what, I, what I love to find out um, when I interview people on the podcast, when they speak on my stage, what what I love to find out is like what have been those bumps, what have been the setbacks, um, what lessons did people learn from them? Because I think there's more value in those, and it also makes any content, any training, any information that's being shared a lot more relevant and relatable to the audience. 
Um, and I'm sure we'll get into some of your setbacks and some examples of when progress for you has not been linear in this conversation. I think, I think we can call that my low light reel, yeah? Your low light reel, yeah. I, I want both the highlight and <laughs> the low lights. In this and the, and the, the interesting thing is as well, you were talking about like, you know, a lot of household speakers. I'm actually the coach for a lot of those household name speakers and they know it because it's not linear for them. They have huge setbacks themselves. So it's not like somehow they managed to avoid the bigger lessons. They've gone through them too. So everybody gets to be human in this. So basically what you're saying, Judy May, is we're all as up as each other. That's it. I'm going higher. <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, so, and I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, of course, um, that you, you, you are a coach to many well-known, world-renowned um, speakers, experts, etc. Hence why, you know, I invited you to be on the Empire Builders podcast. Have we had you on this before? I've had that many episodes and that many guests. No, I've been, yeah. I've been on your, I've been on your stages a, a yeah. good few times. I had an amazing time with your people, um, but this is the first time we're we're doing it this way. Yeah, you actually spoke. I think it was either the first or the second Expert Empires event. Which was the one where I had just come in from Chicago and fallen off a Segway and broken my foot. That was that was one of them. And yeah. then the other one, I think I was I was on as kind of a, a counterpoint to uh, Grant Cardone. So yeah, yeah. So that was the second. Yeah. That was the second Expert <laughs> Empires event with with Grant. So um, yeah, we haven't had you on the podcast yet. I don't think. Um, so I'm glad that we're putting that right today. Look, there's so we'll cover a lot of ground, and there's so many things that you're amazing at. I think one of them, knowing you for for many many years. I think what you've done brilliantly that many coaches fail to do is you've managed to build your profile um, using the mainstream media. And so I'd love to talk a little bit about what coaches can do to build their profile using mainstream media, but also, you know, people that are listening to this that aren't coaches that have company brands, product brands, etc. Um, like what's worked best for you? I know it's not just UK based as well. You've been featured uh, in mainstream media outlets all over the world. Um, maybe share a little bit of what's worked well for you. Maybe a little bit of what's working right now and how the, the climate might be different currently. Um, and equally, what might work for somebody who's not ready yet for mainstream media exposure maybe they're not they're not gunning to be on oprah or you know um this morning with holly and phil or whatever the holly and phil even still do this morning i'm so out of date with my daytime tv they i, I believe so yes yes they do i, I okay. wouldn't know i haven't watched it ever so i wouldn't know um so yeah let's talk about media and getting media exposure for entrepreneurs business owners Brilliant. Well, the great the great thing is that we all we know that you got to go where it's less busy. So if everybody there's like a feeding frenzy over here for this particular thing, if you go to the place where it's less busy, you're going to get more attention. So we got to work out what kind of attention do you need? Do you want the hey, I'm going big, I'm shiny, um, soundbite, I know what I'm about kind of attention? In which case, you go to TV because you get three and a half minutes max, but it's very shiny. You know, you get to do all your own social media of being in the green room and beside the host. And, you know, TV, TV has that kind of edge to it. So if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for just a kind of a spike, maybe because you're in town for one day and that day you're doing an event, you want people to come along to the event, 
or your book signing is in the evening. So it's very, very specifically to get a spike of, um, look at me how great I am, okay? You don't, what you don't get from TV, you don't get to go very deep. And this is a mistake I see a lot um, from coaches who are, you know, absolutely brilliant and they don't get it. They don't get just how little time three minutes is that you can get across, um, great to be here in this current climate, everyone's freaking out. I want you to know that you're gonna be fine. Here's the one thing that's gonna let you know that you're gonna be fine and you just do this consistently and then you're out because at least 30 seconds is, is gonna be the host saying, we're so glad that you came along and told us this today, Jimmy, and we're hoping to get to your signing tonight. And we're headed. like, you do not get to be clever, but you get to be pretty. All right. So that is how you use TV. Which is helpful if you happen to be pretty. Um, yes. So, uh, but I think you've made a really good point, which isn't just relevant for TV. I think it's relevant outside as well. Um, we might talk a little bit about social media and profile building there. I think what a lot of people do on social media and on TV and on radio and in other outlets as well, is they try and cram too much in to a short period of time. Um, and what you said, I think is brilliant, which is like, what's one thing that's the, what's one message that you can get across? If you can get one message across, then the likelihood is that it's going to stick in people's minds and they're going to remember you. Whereas if all you, if you spend three minutes, three and a half minutes bombarding people with facts and information, they're going to be like a deer in the headlights and they're just going to zone out. Yeah, exactly. Like you wouldn't do that at a cocktail party. You wouldn't suddenly start like training somebody in points one through five at a cocktail party. So if you think of it like that. And I don't know. Is, I don't know. I've met people. <laughs> yeah, over right. years. I think we're thinking of the same people. Yes. <laughs> um, but, the, the, but the interesting thing there is um, a, another point which works for both TV and radio is to remember that you're not in charge. I've seen this so many times, particularly with like the super confident, super verbose speakers. And they, they forget that this is not their stage. You're in someone else's home and you've got to be gracious. So you have to actually listen to what the question is. You, so sometimes you'll go in believing that you're going to say this great thing. And they ask you something which is totally, totally different. You, you can do the kind of polit politician thing of kind of steering it around but you really do have to know that they're in charge so again equally if, if they have decided they're signing off um let them sign off because it looks terrible if you go oh just one more thing one more it just the whole thing it creates tension it doesn't look like that whole us here chatting having a great time yeah i'd love to come back and that's how you know you've done a good job by the way on tv and radio is they they'll say on air you must come back and talk to us again and you just you don't all you say is love to or pleasure. Like you don't, you don't, you're done now. You got to know when you're done. Okay. So that's the same for dates. That's the same for business meetings. That's the same for TV and radio. We're getting free relationship advice inside this podcast. I hadn't banked on that at all. Yeah. Let's do a whole day podcast. So um, the next thing then is. By the way, what I'm, what I'm hearing there is you've got to remain present in the moment because if you're, if you've got your script in your head, I think what you're saying is, and you then try and manufacture a way to say that in the way yeah. that you prepared it, you go, well, let's face it, you got alluded to it, I'm just going to say it, you're going to come across like a politician. And let's face it, who wants to come across like a politician? Um, generally, not, even, not even politicians. Exactly. Um, and for me, I think that's it's a, it's a big um, pet peeve of mine is I, I watch politicians um, being interviewed and stuff and, and you can tell that they're not actually 
listening to the question that's being asked. They're not even giving it the acknowledgement that it deserves. So I think you've got to remain present. And, and as somebody who does a lot of interviews on the podcast on stage, I think the same is true in the opposite direction, which is you've got to stay present as the interviewer and roll with whatever answers you hear rather than having a preconceived you know, I, I, I tend to have topics that I want to touch on in these interviews, but like I do not have a big long list of questions to ask you today because I wanted to roll with it and we know each other and it will make it more fun and more dynamic. I've seen interviewers um, make the same mistake you were alluding to where, and I'm not going to say who because it wouldn't be fair, but they were interviewing Richard Branson and it was unclear to me who we were supposed to be listening to. I'm like, we're here because we want to learn from Richard Branson, probably one of, if not the most inspiring entrepreneur on the planet. And the interviewer butchered it because they made it all about them. And I think yeah. having that humility, whether you're interviewee or interviewer. And I, I thought it was very interesting what you said there about um, it applying to you as, a, as an interviewer and also on the stage. It's a thing that we see a lot because, you know, both of us train people for the stage and, the the thing is that um again if you've got this idea that this is what you're going to be delivering um and and the room isn't that like i've i've walked into rooms and the room has just they're totally inside their heads they've been like doing something like maybe learning some financial charts thing or and and they're just not where i need them to be for that i'll i'll switch the content and i'll be like okay now if we get to that place where we're all a bit more like you know what let's just change everything let's just like if they get to that place then I might switch to that content but this is why you've got to just um not despise your humble beginnings if you're a beginner um in this world you've, you've got to just realize that having one conversation with one person counts as experience you being there and you just learning that hey you know what I can pivot I can like for example we were talking about tv and I thought we were going to immediately start talking about radio. We haven't yet. And it's okay, right? Because it's because it's valid and because it's flowed in this direction. And the only way that you can learn that is by doing it, by doing it again and again and again. And um, and and showing up and, and realizing that it's always a conversation. Always a conversation. And the thing that um the mistake I see a lot of speakers make is even when they're doing an intervention. And interventions are tough, by the way. You know, there's some people who do them brilliantly. They're tough. But I've seen people, even when they're doing an intervention, they're not having a conversation. They're like, you know, doing something to someone all the time. And um, the, the first thing I always say when I get up on stage is, you are the expert on you. Just reminding you that, you know, I've got expertise in all these different areas, in behavior, in success, in the mind, but you are the expert on you. And, and, when I'm saying that, I'm reminding myself as well that, you know, I'm not in charge here. I'm not manipulating these people because a lot of people with this industry, people are starting to feel manipulated. Why? Because they have been, because they've had people say, if you run to the back of the room now and you sign up now, you won't die. If you don't do it, you will die. It's just, you know, we've, we've got a lot to deal with, but I think that the, the simplicity of just bringing it back to, hey, your, your life isn't working in this area as well as you'd like. Here's my ideas. If you want to come train with me, that's great. Otherwise, I really, really hope you find someone that works for you. And, um, and I, 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 it's just practical. 
it's just a practical way to approach life. And I, I think that we really can overcomplicate everything. Hey, real quick, if you've been listening to the Empire Builders podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I do not run ads on this podcast. And what you should also know about me is that I only partner with companies who I absolutely 100% believe in. And so I'm making an exception because of my partnership and my loyalty to Keep. So since 2010, I've been using Keep, which was previously known as Infusionsoft, to automate all the sales and marketing in my business, deliver world-class experience to my clients, run e-commerce reports, manage affiliates, partners, and loads more. I really believe that Keep is the best CRM on the planet for small businesses, for entrepreneurs that are building their empire. Many of my guests on this podcast use it, and pretty much all of my closest friends in the industry also use it. That should speak volumes. So uh, Infusionsoft recently rebranded to keep k-e-a-p and what they've also done is brilliantly made it even more affordable even more usable for businesses that are at different stages of their journey so go and get a free demo all you need to do is go to keep.com that's k-e-a-p keep.com forward slash empire builders and by using that link i've negotiated the best possible deal for Empire Builders subscribers. So go to keep.com forward slash Empire Builders. You get a free demo. And when you go through that unique link, it means you'll get the best possible deal because you're a subscriber of this podcast. So let's get back to the show. Massive tangent, all my fault. <laughs> away from media. and But look, the, for me, this is where the, the most content-rich and fascinating interviews come from. As a avid listener of podcasts as well those are the ones that I most enjoy listening to so we, we left with tv great for a few minutes look pretty it's shiny you need to keep it brief where can we go or what can we do to um find ways to go a little deeper in the media so um remember that when you do a tv show it's not doesn't just end up being a tv broadcast it also ends up on the internet too. People say, oh, I, I'd much rather have something on YouTube. Yeah, but you know what? Your interview on TV is gonna be on YouTube and you're gonna look a lot more successful. It's gonna have credibility because credibility is a big thing right now because it's like we have, like we're bombarded with all these people. Who do we choose? Who's credible? And um, we're, we're looking for signals all the time. We're looking for, you know, what does the microphone look like? Or what does the background look like? Or what does, um, how's the person dressed? Or how's their energy, right? So we're always looking for those clues. If you've got like a, you know, good morning, whatever the name of the place is, you're doing the TV show, like that big logo shining in the background, that's credibility. So, so remember that you can use it yourself. The station will be using it themselves. So it's not like you're limited to just whoever was watching at that time. Also, um, on many TV shows, they repeat. So um, particularly in the United States, um, and even if you're based in the UK, Europe, you can go and do shows in the United States. I've done hundreds. And uh, they'll show it like again at four o'clock in the afternoon or again, like late at night. So it's not just that you, you get a certain number of people and you're like, oh, those aren't my those aren't my people anyway. It's shown again. The next thing then is radio. And the thing that you always want to do, by the way, is get your TV gig first, because once you're doing a certain TV show, then it's an absolute shoe in to get on the radio. 
because again, you've kind of like proven the level that you're playing at. So, um, you know, if you get yourself um, on a TV show and then you phone a radio show and you say, yeah, I'm in town because I'm doing such and such a TV show. Even before you said what you're in doing, they want you. They want you to be on there. Now, why do you do radio when you've already done TV? Um, remember that a lot of radio stations these days, even um, BBC London that I do all the time, um, you're, you're now like on camera as well. It used to be that my favorite thing about the radio was I didn't have to redo my makeup, right? I could just rock up, whatever. Um, but now you got you got to you got to do the makeup. And um, the, the 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 really cool thing about it though is you've got more time. So the way that you think about radio is you think about it as an eight minute section. Now what you want to do is you always want to try and get yourself on in the first. It's, it's like you think of the clock. There's like quarter hour sections, right? And you're on this one. And because it's like got like the news at the top of the hour, um, they usually uh, tease or pre-frame what they're going to do later. And then they've got you and then they've got like the weather. So you've got about eight minutes. So eight is, is better than three and a half minutes. Um, and uh, you got to decide there and then that, you know, the, the, the job is, first of all, to get them to trust you. Because, again, if you just go straight in with your content then um, I've got someone trying to make a call. I don't know if that's, is that messing with you? Um, someone trying to call me? No, it's not. Okay, great. That's um, someone awesome in Australia, um, who I think we both know. Um, so, uh, so what we've got to do is we've got to realize that we're not trying to look clever yet. We, we will do that later. We will be very helpful later. What we're trying to do first is we're trying to, the, the question that they have in their head is, why should I listen to this person? Why should I believe this person? And interestingly, a lot of people think that the way to do it is to tell their story, to say, I did this. I've got this great big, you can't see it now because we're on radio, but I've got this great big Rolex watch, right? That doesn't work. The way that really works is if you show them that you get it, that you get life, that you get pain, that you get difficulty, and that you also get that it can be better, that, that's the best way. And, and um, also on radio, they like it to be current. They like it about today. So if you can find a story that's in the media, even if it's quite buried, and you say, oh, my goodness, I, you know, um, were you reading this? Uh, did you read about this story? Or did you see about this story that happened? And this, you know, someone saved a little baby from railway tracks. And, and, um, and then you say, yeah, goodness me, can you imagine in that moment, that mother, she thought she had all these other problems. That becomes the problem. And once you realize that if the people you love are okay, you can sort everything else out. Now people know who you are. So that's what I'd say about radio is, again, don't go in trying to teach first up. And certainly, and I have heard this, don't go in trying to sell. You know, don't go in just kind of mentioning all your events that you've got coming up um, and saying, but maybe late, like, or um, someone I, I, I knew once, I actually had book coached this person um, into getting their, their, their book um, really well published. And then I, I offered, would you like some coaching around, um, you know, uh, going on the radio? And she was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. Someone told her that she needed to mention the name of her book three times in the first minute and a half. She didn't last two minutes. She was gone. They were like, they knew that she was there to sell. So um, they're very generous on radio because they have that little bit of extra time. And they will say something like, how can people hear about you? How can people get in contact with you? And um, the mistake people make there is they try and give everything. They, they, they bury people with, well, on Instagram, I'm 
this and on TikTok, I'm this and I'm this and, and people have heard nothing. And so um, if you just say, this is my, you know, this is my email address or you can find me here or I'm, I'm, I'm across all social media as this, then, you know, that's kind of an, an elegant way to do it. And then in the meantime, because you are the creature that you are, someone who's helpful, someone who's of service, someone who has got this way of um, teaching things, then you will end up teaching anyway. But you've got to keep the focus on, you know, be a human first. <laughs> that's that's usually pretty good life advice too, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think a lot of the advice that you've just given, of, of course, you know, I run a lot of events. I'm, I'm thinking how does that apply? And it's the same thing, you know, you, you, you can use um, current affairs, reference, news stories, et cetera, to show more of who you are rather than, right, in the first three minutes, I'm going to tell my story. Then I'm going to teach you content. It feels a bit too manufactured and scientific and you want it to flow and feel natural. I guess it's the same, same when you're, when you're on radio, the same when you're in the media. That's it. And then um, also what you were saying earlier about, you know, making sure it, it, it is about the other person as well, being present to the other person. So if your host delights in something, let them run with it. They're making you look good. If they say, oh, my gosh, that is so great what you just said. That reminds me of this. Or sometimes they've even said, OK, how do I get to do this? There's this wonderful woman um, uh, on BBC called Joe Good. And, uh, and every time I'm on her show, she sort of says, now, Judy May, we must get together. You must teach me how to go and live in foreign countries. I know you've done that. I know you've lived in Paris. I know you've lived in New York. I want to do that. And, and I just let her, I just let her do that. I just let her, let her run with that idea. We never actually do the coaching, but she, she's making me look good in that moment. She's like listing off all the different ways that I help people. So, you know, um, don't, don't feel that because you're not talking that somehow you're not getting your point across. Um, sometimes you'll be on with, an, this is another thing about radio, often you'll be on with another guest. And um, if that guest is very, very pushy, um, it's up to the host to keep including you and bringing you back in. If the host doesn't take care of that, and if you do find yourself pushed to the corner, that's feedback. You don't do that show again because it's not a professional show. But with really, that's why I get people to go in at that higher level. You mentioned earlier then, what if people aren't ready for that higher level yet? It's actually easier to go in a little higher than they're ready for. So if you're in the UK, it's easier to go in with like, one of my absolute favorites is BBC WM in Birmingham. Love it, love it, love it. Go on the West Midlands. All right. <laughs> See, this is how Irish I am. I didn't even know that I was in the West, West Midlands. So like, I grew oh, up listening to BB, BBC WM. Oh, West Midlands, of course. Oh, do you know what? I've been on that for 20 years. That's the first time I realised what the WM stood That's for. That's so funny. Didn't you, notice, didn't you notice they all have horrible accents like mine? Did you not notice that? You didn't pick that up? I love I loved that accent. I really You're do. Right. I find it. I think when people imitate people from um, from Birmingham, they they do this like really like they put on this harsh thing. But when you're actually in Birmingham, you've got these lovely soft voices. I love it. I love it. Thank you. You're like the only person <laughs> ever to say that to me, and I appreciate that. Um, so BBC WM. Sorry, I interrupted again. So yes. Oh, no, um, the, what do uh, they do the, well? So it, so so if you think. Oh, I've, I'll go on something that is like super local, that there's like seven people listen to. That's what I feel like. Okay, feelings are not facts. Um, and, you know, what if you could just, how would you feel after 
doing a show like BBC Bristol, BBC wherever, how, how would you feel about that? How would you feel about, you know what? I was, I was just on the BBC, if you're coming from a standing start. And then if you regularly do stuff like that, say to yourself, um, you know, what would be a next step? Actually, just right after this, I'm meeting with um, Christine Nagy, who um, is the co-host of the biggest um, radio breakfast show in New York and, and the whole New York area. And um, she's in, she's in, I'm in London right now. She's come to London and we're just hanging out. Um, but I remember my big step up was Christine's show and we ended up being friends after it. And I was, so I get it. I really do get it. And cause I was like, oh yeah, I do this and this country and this and this country. And then suddenly, wait, I'm on Light FM. Wait, I'm on Christine Nagy's show. You know, it, it, it does, it does kind of come up and, and remember again, same as the stage, it's okay to feel fluttery. It's all right. It's part of it. It's just a little bit of excessive adrenaline. It's going to burn off anyway in a couple of minutes. So, you know, just breathe through it, sit through it. Um, and, um, and you, you will end up thinking, yeah, actually that was, that was easy. Cause again, it's a conversation. You've been having conversations all your life and it's just, it's another conversation where a particular TV show or radio show is, is pitched in the hierarchy. That's just, a, that's just an idea. That's just a thought. And as the great, late, great Louise L. Hay said, you know, it's only a thought and a thought can be changed. So if you think it's too high a place for you, let them decide, let the market decide if people are going to buy or not, you know, don't, don't decide ahead of time, go and pitch yourself to these radio shows and the producer, if the producer thinks you sound great, the producer thinks it's a good idea that, and has you on and then has you on again, the market has decided that you are ready. Love it. What what I'm hearing is there are a couple of approaches here that, that one could take. You could either shoot for TV first, and then you're almost a shoo-in for radio, as you said, or you could go like local radio first and then kind of work your way up the ladder. So how would you decide which is the most appropriate approach for somebody? It, it just boils down to simply what do you want? You know, that's my favorite question in coaching is what do you want? Um, because often we, um, we immediately skip from that to what do I think is possible? Mm. You know, don't go for what you think is doable. Don't go for what you think the world will let you do. Go for what you actually want. So do you actually want to be on TV? Do you, and maybe for you, it's something like, oh, well, I've got to, um, I'll have to get on a train or a plane and fly to go and do that show. Or, and I, I don't want that. Or, you know what, that is a dream come true. So just identify what do you want and go for it. And then if, so suppose you want to be on um, with Phil and Holly, presuming that they're still doing their thing. Um, and um, I actually got a client on that, on that show. It was great fun. And he thought he couldn't, like he thought, you know, uh, they won't go for me, I'm not famous enough. It's like, well, sometimes they take people because they're famous. And sometimes they take, they take uh, ideas that are excellent. So, you know, you're, you'll be on as an expert because you can speak to a very, very current idea. So anyway, just, uh, yeah, work out what, what would you like? What would you feel great having done afterwards? Okay, so let's, so let's say we've got, and I know it's not this simple, but I'm trying to make it simple. Let's say we've got these two extremes. You've got a um, person over here that says, I want to go shoot for the stars. I want to be on oprah or this morning or some of the kind of show or you know be featured on like the you know the the news at 10 or whatever it might be <laughs> um what advice or what tips have you got for somebody 
assuming they don't already have celebrity status, like what what approach would you take to get somebody in at that level? Okay, so um, something like Oprah is different from what we call the magazine-style TV shows. The magazine-style TV shows, you're on after the chef and before the vet, okay? It's kind of like they've got lots and lots of different things happening. Um, something like um, Oprah's Super Soul Sunday is is much it's much slower form of tv and it's um you know you're, you're on for for that guaranteed longer amount of time so it's almost like radio done as tv yeah um so identify which one you're getting on right so let's imagine that you're trying to get on first of all the magazine style we're going to be there for three minutes as, as an expert it has to be and this, this is for tv and radio it has to be current it has to be relevant and it could just be that you're saying increasingly people are feeling isolated. And the word increasingly is kind of like, well, yeah, after the pandemic and, you know, people might not have as much money to go out in the general population. And, and but, so you can do it that way, but it has to be current. And the more you can link it to something they are already talking about, this is the thing. Don't try and get them to do something brand new. A lot of people, are, you know, they'll try and get on a show and they'll say, you've never had anyone on teaching people how to breathe. It's kind of like, yeah, there's a good reason. It's not very visual. Because it's important. It's really important, but no one, no one cares. No one wants it. They, they don't understand why it's important yet. Where if you can link that to a current thing that's a problem, then you're in business, right? Yeah. So if you can say, okay, rather than saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach people how to breathe, maybe you find out that some great big celebrity, rather than going to rehab, managed to turn things around for themselves, learning how to breathe. Then you've got to turn it into something that's not boring. So it's like, okay, we're interested now because this celebrity name and this celebrity story is attached to it. But how's that going to look? If someone tunes in. Are they going to just tune into everybody sitting around doing this? They're going to change channel. Yeah. TV is all about keeping people there so that they've got the numbers, so that they get the advertising. So how can you make that visual? Okay, I can bring on, I've actually done this on, on several TV shows where, you know, I can, I can bring on, different breathing um, gadgets, like ones that, you know, test your oxygen levels, the ones you wear in your finger, the, uh, you know, the little cans of oxygen, bring those on so at least there's kind of a visual attached to it. But um, so first of all, check, is this the kind of thing that they do? Or how can I make it by linking it to be the kind of thing that they do? And then how can I make it visual? And it could just be that you've got, like, I, I went on the first time I did a, a firewalk, I, I, I had I had uh, footage, I got someone to take um, video footage back when no one did that. Um, but then, um, you know, managed to get on because I had video footage of me doing it. And we were talking over that. Um, and without that, I don't know if they probably would have thought, well, people can't imagine it. So there's no point talking about it. So do make it visual. Nice. Love it. And let's say other end of the spectrum, somebody's mm -hmm. maybe um, where they're shooting for isn't like, mainstream tv maybe they're shooting for local radio to start off with radio wm i love that you learned something new today that that's actually <laughs> west midlands and it's birmingham and the the black country etc um so like how would you pitch yourself to a local radio station how would that be different okay um so the way that it's different is that you the turnaround's much faster so if you're if you're saying that you want to come on and always say that to them because they a lot of the phone calls that they get are just people wanting to touch base with them um uh, or say i loved this or i'm outraged by this so you got to say immediately 
I'd love to, you know, this is who I am. I'm an expert in this. You got to say it quick. They do not have time. And I would love to come on the show and I would love to talk about this. And um, so you pick something from that day. So if I'm, if I'm phoning um, a station, I'll immediately just go online to something like um, BBC News or Sky News, where they just literally say, these are the top eight stories in this area for today and say, right, well, which one can I link myself to? And I'll just, I'll just make it about that. You know, this happens today. This is, these are the three, I want to come on and talk about the three things that you can do to make sure that this never happens to you or to make sure that you can turn this around. Or, you know, I don't agree with the way that it's being talked about the cost of living, that the focus is on, on this. I believe that when you focus this way, you'll get this result instead. Whatever you're comfortable talking about, again, realizing that once they've accepted you on that level, then once you go in, you got to be ready to talk about whatever they want to talk about in whatever way they want to talk about it. But if you can show them that you have three to five points. So what I'll always do is I'll make up a, an email ahead of time that will have, okay, here's the thing we're talking about. Here's the three to five different ways that um, I'm, I'm able to talk about that. And then they're like, okay, this is, it's limited. You know, it's, it's, it's got, it's got borders. It's got, it's, it's a window into something. And at the same time, there's enough. She won't just keep saying the same thing again and again and again. Right. Let's go with this. Then you've got to be available. This idea of, oh, I can't tomorrow or I can't today, but I can on Wednesday. That just will not fly. You, you are just available. Love it. Now, I, I can... You know, we're going to have someone probably walking past us in a moment, so <laughs> there might be a little bit of noise in the background. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, so, look, I, I can totally imagine you phoning up any news station, TV station, radio station, and having that conversation. Um, I never have, but I wouldn't feel uncomfortable doing so. I know many yeah. of our clients would do it, no question. But I think more would not. More would be maybe they're a little bit shy, or maybe they've yeah. had like they've tried something in the past and got knocked back, and so their their confidence has been hit. So let's speak to those people. What do they do? What's the best approach okay. for them to get into these media outlets? This is the best approach, I think, for everything, not just for when you're on TV and radio. The best approach is that you find kind people. Uh, this is something that you don't hear a lot, but when you find really, really kind people and you're talking to them, then you feel taken care of. You know that if you mess up a bit or if something goes a little bit wrong, then um, they'll be able to help you. They'll be able to steer you in another direction, that they've got you. So saying to yourself, just going through um, all the little archives on, on BBC and saying, okay, these people sound really kind. These people sound really good. And just knowing that you're going to people and you're not going into a scary situation. I'd say that is um, sort of thing number one, as it were. Yeah, so, so to think about who you're approaching, do a little bit of research. Yeah, um, so for example, I mean, I don't mind saying this because she won't mind as she's not watching this, but I have been on Vanessa Felt's show twice. I will never do it again. I, I find her just way too, in like she, the way that she gets information, it's interesting, you know, it's a very fight type approach. She goes in hard. What do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? You say that, what do you like? And I'm just kind of like, oh, well, don't oh, no, that, that was a really good, explain. That was, was a that? really good impression. That was a really good impression. <laughs> had the tonality and everything. Because actually, it took me a second to really think about who Vanessa Feltz is. And by the way, for the US listeners, probably got no idea. But that was a really good impression. 
Oh, thank you. Um, but and, and, and again, you know, nothing wrong with it. She can do that if she wants to do it, but it doesn't work for me. I prefer people to presume that I'm not trying to trick them or not trying to like say, do some sleight of hand or I, I just like people to be nice to me. I'm, I, I have declared myself over the last few years a, a narcissist-free zone. I, toned, I turned down stage appearances. I turned down all kinds of opportunities just because the people aren't nice. You know what? Best decision I ever made. And a lot of uh, the coaching that I do is for people who are more sensitive to that, who, you know, don't do well with it. And I remember uh, the last time I did, I did um, that show, I did it years apart. And I thought, I've grown now. I'll be, I'll be able to do this. Um, but then I... Um, uh, yeah, when I went on the show the second time, the producer walked me to the lift, I think, to see was I okay. And he goes, um, don't suppose you'd like to come back? And I was like, no, don't suppose I would. And we had a good laugh and off I went. And but there's plenty of other shows. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, and, and I think it's probably fair to assume that the person hosting the show is probably representative of the culture that surrounds it. Um, you know, a saying that we have in our company all problems are a leadership problem. So if the host is warm and caring and loving and uh, and has a lot of those qualities, the chances are that the team around them will share those values. And so I think you're right. I think you can you can pick and choose who you're going to approach. It might feel a little bit less daunting to do that. I'm I'm going to go further. The the people that are like super shy, the like the idea of picking up the phone to anybody yeah. that you don't know is like almost death to them um okay. as, as you know we've got a, we've got a sales training company and like the the idea of cold calling brings most people out in a in a cold sweat so it is essentially cold calling and asking for something like how, how do you what what are you what's your advice on that okay so that's kind of um speaking to the thing uh, i mentioned at the top about like running running on broken legs it's like that has to be fixed first. That is usually a codependency issue. It's usually a CPTSD issue, um, complex post-traumatic stress disorder. The fact that in your childhood, you were pushed back and pushed back and pushed down until you learned that there was something dangerous about putting yourself forward and asking for very reasonable things in a very reasonable way. So first of all, realizing that that needs healing, that needs some kind of, um, some kind of looking at, let's just put it that way. Right, let's park that idea. And by the yeah. way, I, I'm I'm thinking somebody listening to this might be going, yeah, Judy May, I get that, but I'm just going to get somebody else to do it for me. My here's here's why I think that's a bad idea, and I'm sure you can tell. Um, is if I get somebody else to do it for me and they succeed, I'm going to go to pieces in the interview because I haven't resolved some of that unresolved stuff, right? Absolutely, and also like um, I I I had this with a lot of my really um, high net worth clients is do you really want to be delegating your entire life you know they, they do things like they, they 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 hire people to do everything it's like well no you you get to do life by the way those people talking are they a little bit much do you want me to get them to calm down or will we stick here we're all right okay good you're, um, you're loud enough don't worry <laughs> okay good stuff um and um but but also realizing that you're not really asking them for something it's reciprocal they get to say no thank you they get to say um they get to say, that's not for us, thank you. And then you're like, okay, well, I'll have another idea. But often if they like the idea, but they've already done something like it or it's not quite for them, then they'll say something like, oh, do you have any other ideas? And that's when you make sure you've got another idea in your back pocket. So realize that 
it's not the world doing you a favor. That used to be my, my mindset was, if somebody hired me, they were doing a big, a big favor. If someone gave me an opportunity to speak on stage. Oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like, sometimes I was being overly grateful for crumbs, like particularly in love relationships. And so you've, you've got to remember that, no, you're, they can't do the radio show without guests. And so you're giving to them. So this is what you need to do is you need to just start looking at where else in my life Am I thinking that I'm not giving value? Where am I not recognizing that I'm a gift to this world? Um, and if you were treated in childhood like you were the opposite of a gift, that you were um, a burden, you were a nuisance, you were something to be ignored, then that's gonna go pretty deep. But the great thing is, um, and I know this personally, that it's healable and you can heal it two ways. First of all, by looking at that stuff first, and doing doing that work and that's particular workshops and particular coachings and uh, maybe even might end up being something to do with psychology and meeting it from the other end which is going in there and say doing those stage appearances and doing the radio and thinking oh you know what a lot of people really got a lot from that they said thank you so we we make sure we work both ends of that yeah I think, I think that's that's very insightful and, and I also believe that Everyone is work in progress. Like we all have these things. Um, there's so much of what you said that relates directly to my beliefs and attitudes around sales. It's like, I believe that selling is serving. If Assuming you've got a product or a service that actually helps people and makes a difference, which will make the assumption that's the case. I don't think anybody believes they have a really crappy product or service. Like they, they run a business because they want to make impact and make a difference. Assuming that's the case, being good at sales and communicating the sales message is simply a vehicle to serve. Being good at getting into the media, whether that's on local radio or national radio or huge you know, international media appearances on TV, all of that is a vehicle to serve. And if, if you believe that you've got something of value, then it's your duty to do a good job of getting it out there into the world. Absolutely. And this to add something else onto that, that the next stage then, because there's a lot of people now who have a lot to offer. Like back when we started out, anytime we said anything, anytime you introduced an idea about limiting beliefs, an idea about goal setting, it was, it was brand new and wow. Um, and now, thank goodness, there are just so many people who that's their normal. They, they can talk about that. They are living that. And that's fantastic. So we do need to make sure that we're constantly, as Stephen Covey would have it, like sharpening the soul and making sure that, you know, the, what we knew last year and what we were sharing with people last year, that it's completely new. Um, a, a lot of people know about me that I, I studied for the first four hours of every single day. I'm reading. I'm reading and I'm looking at speeches and I'm dissecting things and I'm, I'm doing that deeper, deeper work so that I will always have something new to say. I'll always have um, a, a new way to bring someone somewhere faster. And, and so, you know, for you, it might be something like, um, okay, I suppose someone is shy, as you say, and they, they say, right, I want to, um, I, I always feel like I'm saying too much and um, I should let other people take more platform. Just go and listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. And after you've listened to Gary for an hour, you'll realize there is no way on earth that I can overtalk. Like, you know, he kind of just moves the bar. Right. He's great for that. Same thing when you look at um, Grant Cardone. If you feel like, oh, I'm a little bit too heavy handed there um, in presuming the sale, 
I mean, what does Grant picks up the phone and says, hello, what's your credit card number? You know, I mean, that just look at the people who are excellent on the other end of it. Like you, like the people who are quieter, let's, let's look at what that is. Why? It's because they're conscientious because they don't want to hurt people by their experience. Then the people who are at the other end, they're not focused on, I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to bore people. I don't want to mislead people. They're, they're underly conscientious. But the great thing is that they teach us that that's okay because the people who are coming to them, they get to choose. You know, again, it's about the market deciding and it just creates this space of, um, yeah, you know what? I don't have to be quite so self-conscious. I don't have to be quite so careful. I used to be very careful with, has everyone got that? Is everyone okay? And I'm just like, oh, they've got this. It's all right. They they know what they're doing out there. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell them what I'm selling. And if they decide that they don't want it yet, well, then we will um, get them some counseling. No, well, then we'll just trust that there's something about what I'm doing that isn't for them right now. Um, but yeah, this, this, so we've got to look at what timidity is. We've got to look at what self being overly self-conscious is. We've got to look at how much of that is habit, how much of that is conditioning. So it's a little bit complex and it's doable. And it's, it, it's something that happens over time and it's the best feeling. Like, even though I've got like all my fancy schmancy life right now, I mean, right now I'm in one of, one of several, um, private clubs clubs that I'm a member of in, in London. I live on a private square in Kensington. I mean, for crying out loud, right? But I tell you, the best feeling is I know that anyone can come up to me and say anything and I will not be upset and I will have a response, whether that response is a witty comeback, which hopefully it usually is, or if it's just, this is not safe, I'm walking away. I will, have, I will be safe. I will have a good response. I will feel proud of myself. I'll take responsibility. I won't make it about them. Um, whereas before it was like anyone said anything and I'd be like back under the duvet crying for hours so that that is honestly the my biggest success in the world is how I've changed who I am when it comes to um, feeling like it's too much I'm too much what can I do what can I not do am I in trouble am I a burden am I just cutting through that um, and living from a place of I have as much right to be here as anyone else on the planet. Love it. Um, there's one area that I feel like we have neglected, and I'm not sure how different it might, it might be. There might be people that have no desire to be on TV, no desire to be on radio, but they do have a desire to get the message out. And one way they could do that is through print media. So how does print media differ from TV and radio? Okay. So um, at the moment with print media, um, it's difficult because you've got to think about the, the the fact that it needs foot traffic so you need to guarantee that you have a certain amount of people reading it because a lot of people they will do their blog you might spend hours producing this wonderful piece of work and then you've got 30 people that read it so go to the places where people already are get yourself like if you can um if if you have a background that's maybe more academic or um you 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 know that you can write an article well write something i mean I've, I've written for the guardian the telegraph the uh the times like and that's just in the uk like just worldwide um huffington post um and again it's just uh it, it's about you find your theme with the with the print media though it's got to be something that isn't instant. So we talked about tv and radio where it's got to be a thing 
that's about today. This story is big today. It's got to be a much slower burn. It's got to be a, a long-term, more general or more universal thing that you're talking about. Something that if someone picks uh, picks up the paper or you know goes on the website three months from now, because a lot of times people are actually just deep diving into the archives, that it will still be relevant. Well, um, I, guess, I guess if you think about it, in the time it takes for you to write the article, for it to be published, and then consumed. I mean, in some cases, you might be writing for something that's only a um, that's only issued monthly. In which yeah. case, you want something that's relevant for you know a period of time, rather than something that's relevant right here, right now, today. It's interesting how the messaging does have to be completely different depending on what platform you're using. And then just making sure um, always that it matches to what you want, so you're not going on talking about how to discipline your kids when you're trying to sell a product that is about um, managing finances, for example. Um, so um, yeah, within that, then, then if you feel like, oh, I don't have that skill, and a lot of people don't, and they don't know they don't have that skill, it's a very particular skill. It's very, um, you know, you've got to be very, very competent in writing. So, um, you know, if you, if you read a lot of novels, if you, um, and I mean a lot of like high literature, if you if you find yourself reading Vanity Fair and The Atlantic, if you find yourself reading those, you know what the standard is. If you don't normally go for those, then you probably don't know what the standard is. However, all is not lost. Uh, what, we, what we do for that then is you find someone who does it already, right? We are our, our who being bigger than our how, and we find that person and we say, um, you know, would you, I, I have this idea for an article. Would you like to, to interview me for it? Now, they might not make the entire article about you. Normally, they take three different experts and they take little sound bites. Um, I've got a few people around the world who, who do that. And, um, and it's great because I'll literally get a, um, a little message from someone saying, I'm doing an article on this. Have you got anything to say? Hello. Yes, of course. Um, I will just, you know, I'll just pick up my voice recorder and I will just literally say something that sat that I know she can chop up into little bits. And yeah. then I'll just say, if you need, if you need more or different, just get back to me. And, uh, but then it just, it appears, I don't even see it. I'm not like, Oh, did that come out yet? Because I just, because what you want, you want to get to a point where it's just what you do all the time. I don't post about it on social media. It's just, it's a thing that is sometimes I do, but usually it's just a thing that's done. It's in the background. It's working. You know, if there's a country I know I'm going to be speaking in next year, I might start to plant a few little things that way um, in their in their daily newspapers, their, their top daily newspapers. Amazing. Um, I've learned loads from this interview. Um, it's been incredibly valuable for me. I'm sure our listeners would agree. By the way, the the, the favorite thing I've heard out of everything that's been loads was um, what you shared about going on a TV show and being an expert on breathing. And I think that the, the same is probably true for the print media, for the radio. It's like you've got to, the thing that you do isn't necessarily interesting to the media or to the audience. And I see this all the time. The amount of people we work with, you know, you've been in the industry a long time as I have, who are life coaches, motivational speakers, business coaches, et cetera, et cetera, marketing agencies. And you go, there's so many of them how do we position it? How do we stand out in a crowded market? And I think um, what you shared about the, the breathing thing is like, you could create a story that's relevant to a celebrity in the media. One of the things I was thinking of is, you know, there's a lot of press um, right now, probably over the last few years around mental health. And it's like, right, celebrity A 
has come out and said they're really struggling in the anxiety, that would be a perfect segue for you to then get on TV or on radio or even in print media and then use that as a segue to talk about breathing. And you could do that with any content, any expertise you've got. And the and the, uh, the phrase for that is infotainment. Yeah. A lot of people will do the info, but they won't do the entertainment part of it. So, And some people will just do the entertainment part and they won't give any good information. So just remember that phrase, infotainment. That's what you're all about. Amazing. Um, Judy May Murphy, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. We could literally talk for days, um, but I'm really um, conscious and, and respectful of your time. If somebody, if one of our listeners, I'm sure many of our listeners want to reach out, want to learn more about how they can learn more from you about getting in the media, et cetera. Um, I know you've got a lot of books, courses, et cetera. Um, how got, is the best place? Of, yeah, we've got a couple of live things coming up in London um trainings um in september so uh, info at judy may j-u-d-y-m-a-y dot tv is the best place and any questions at all we love questions amazing so email to info at judy may dot tv and um, what would be great is send me um the dates and some links and stuff to the, the the stuff that's in london a lot of our listeners of course are, are uk based london based and we'll we'll drop them in the show notes on the podcast Fantastic. It's been great, Nick, as always. Amazing. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks a lot. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.